welcome to this service with Dr. Philip G. Godot of Calvary Christian Center. Be sure to subscribe and share this with family and friends. Now let's go into the message. Father, we pray specifically today for those that are really struggling in a relationship. Struggling in a relationship. And the devil is trying to destroy that relationship. Destruction and calamity, oppression and depression. We come against the spirit of deception and every evil work that is trying to destroy that relationship. And there's three, four in here this morning that the enemy is warned against. The glory of God for manifesting in that relationship. And we call the glory of God to manifest. The goodness of God to manifest in those relationships. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for it now, Father. Come on, thank you for it now. We declare victory. Victory in those relationships. Right now, in the name of, come on, shout out in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, come on. And we come against the spirit of distraction. The spirit of distraction that's trying to distract any of you from keeping your eyes on him. For your answer cometh from him. Your help cometh from him. Your deliverance comes from him. Your breakthrough comes from him. Your blessing comes through him. Spirit of distraction, we lose, shatter, scatter, destroy, melt, lacerate, crush, and dissolve the spirit of distraction over anybody's life here today in the name of Shout loud as you can right now. So, Father, we lift our hands to you and we thank you for all that you have done for us. You brought us all from a mighty long ways. We don't know where we would be if it wasn't for you. Some of us would be in bad, bad situations. But it's your goodness and your glory that you have shown to us. Even in our stupidity. So we thank you. I said we thank you. And we thank you again. For your miracle working power. Give us ears today. To hear your word. Like we never heard it before. To receive your word. Like we never received it before. To act upon it. Like we never acted upon it before. And we thank you, Lord God, for confirming your word today with miracles, signs, and wonders. Cause everyone in here today to walk out of here with a greater revelation, a greater understanding, with greater wisdom than they came in here with. And we thank you, Lord God, for watching over your word to perform it in a big way today in the name of, praise God. Raise your Bibles up. Make this confession with me while you're standing. Everybody standing. Say this with me out loud. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. Today, this day, after receiving the word of God, I will never be the same again. It will lift me up out of darkness into the light, out of poverty, into wealth, out of sickness, into health, out of defeat, into victory. I declare it. I decree it. And I get very excited about it. <laughs> well, before you be seated, turn around two or three people, wave at them and say, hey, good looking. <laughs> Really good to see you today. You can be seated. Thank you for your 
love for the Lord and your love for this ministry. And, you know, you are the difference makers. I said you are the different makers. I believe that the hand of God is on your life in a big way for some tremendous things to happen. And you need to start expecting God to do some things in a big way in your life. No, no, I did not forget to take my ear pods out. No, they're in here because we're outside and we're broadcasting to our Loomis campus. And we want to say good morning to the Loomis campus. Everybody shout at them. Good morning to the Loomis campus. And to my bride, to my bride, Sister Godot, 47 years. Love you, baby. She's there in uh, Loomis and helping me to deal with that in, in every area. So we love Loomis. We love you guys. And we're all the, the kingdom builders. We're here to one purpose, not for us. We're here to build his kingdom. Say amen. So we love you. To our first-time attenders today, thank you for coming. Those that are here for the first time, thank you for coming today. And looking forward to seeing you and getting to know you if you come back again. But we do appreciate you being here with us today. All right. Uh, if you would turn me in your Bible today, uh, I would appreciate it to the book of John. John, the 10th chapter. John the 10th chapter. We're going to look in there and work that for a little bit. We got a lot to give you today in a short time. So I'm planning on being out of here before uh, the end of the 1130 service. <laughs> um, are y'all listening to me? Listen to this, this uh, story. Late one night at an insane asylum. An inmate shouted out very loud, I am Napoleon. And another patient in the insane asylum asked, how do you know that you're Napoleon? And the first one said, because God told me. And just then, with a loud voice, another in a room shouted out, I did not. Y'all slow. Amen. So I've been teaching on the law of hearing. Everybody say the law of hearing. One of the most important messages to the body of Christ, for the body of Christ today, is knowing and understanding the law of hearing. One of the things that the enemy does not want you to do is to know how to hear the voice of God and listen to me, to hear the voice of God and then to obey his voice. What the enemy wants you to be is consumed with so many other things that you cannot distinctly hear and recognize the voice of God. And therefore, your, your life is always going in different directions uh, uh, concerning his will for you. God has a plan and he has a purpose for each one of you. Believe it or not, he's got a plan and a purpose for each one of you. And the enemy will war to try to keep you from being on target with God's plan and purpose for your life by you not hearing the voice of God, distinctly recognizing his voice. Because uh, just in case you don't know, God does like to talk. And you know, every one of you that are a believer, and I'm going to tell you something, even when you was an unbeliever. God was probably spoke to some of you to try to protect you from some situation. But see, the problem is we just can't what? Hear his voice. We got to do what? Obey his voice. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's talking to you right now. You got to not just hear the voice. I heard him, but I need to obey him. The blessing comes when we understand this in every area of our life. So uh, in the book of John, and we, uh, I, I was sharing with you about uh, last time about Eli and, and Samuel and how he, the, God kept speaking to him and he kept getting out to bed going, going to uh, Eli. And then he said, finally he said, just stay in the bed the third time. Uh, just stay in the bed and, and listen because, uh, and just ask, Lord, what do you want? And then God spoke to him clearly. God is really, believe me or not, Every day wanting to help guide you and say something to you to help things 
go better and quicker for you in a greater way. So in the book of uh, John, the 10th chapter, and uh, I'm going to read it out the Living Bible, and then I'm going to read it out of the Amplified. So I'm going to jump around. So I'm going to read verse 3 through 5. And I want you to underline in your Bible, most of you already have it, but underline the, every time you see the word voice. If you see the word voice, it says the gatekeeper opens the gate for him. Jesus speaking, all red letter edition. Jesus then he opens the gate for him and the sheep recognize his what? And then what? And then they come in or they enter in. They hear his voice, come on, and then they, the living Bible says, and they come in. He called his own what? Sheep. So God is speaking because he calls his own what? Sheep by name and leads them out. So God wants to have everything to have to manifest himself in a bigger and greater way in your life. But a lot of times, most sheep today are not being led by God. They're doing their self, doing it all on their own effort, their own ability. You know, their education has now got to be an education. Look what it says. He walketh ahead of them. So he leads them out. And after he uh, then has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them and they follow him because they. Come on, underline that they know his voice. I'm praying that this message is going to help you to get fine tuned in and that you will get your receivers tuned in, that you will hear his voice more clearly more powerful than ever before. Come on, y'all and Loomis, say something. And Loomis, say something. Amen. Look what it says. He walketh ahead of them and they follow him because they his his voice. They don't, they won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his. Next verse, verse 16 says. I have other sheep too that are not in the sheepfold and I must bring them also. They will listen to my voice. The Living Bible says they will listen to my voice. Come on, touch your ear and say that's me right there. Now, uh, the Living Bible says they listen to my voice. You know, one of the most important things to me uh, as a young pastor uh pastor now for 40 years but as a young pastor what made the difference for me from some of the other pastors was that i had really tuned in to the voice of god and i had to deal with a lot of criticism from other people who did not have or recognize the voice of god because you know you can still be a shepherd and don't really know his voice or don't obey his voice I had tuned into the voice of God and the enemy did all he could to try to distract me or keep me from being able to follow the voice of God. But I knew knew it. And once you know the voice, nobody can get you off track. Are y'all listening to me? So I want you to look with me. I'm going to read it again. I'm going to read out the Amplified Bible. Then I'm going to move on. But I want you to see it says the doorkeeper opens the gate for uh, for this man. And the sheep hear his voice and pay attention to it. Pay attention to it. They know that they, and he said, knowing that they listen, and he calls his sheep by his own name and leads them out into pastures. Remember Psalms 1 says he leads us into green pastures. See, God wants to lead us into better places than where we are right now. And some things are not happening for us because we're not listening like we should. Listen to me, this is not about not loving God. No, you love God, but can you listen to him? And then can you obey him when he talks to you? Look what he said, lead them to the pasture. And when he has brought all his sheep outside, he walks ahead of them and, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice and recognize his call. They they will never follow a stranger, but will run away from him because they know not the voice of a stranger. Verse 16 says, and I have other sheep besides these and that are not of this sheepfold. 
and I must bring these also, and they will listen to my voice and pay attention to my call. And they will come, become one flock with one shepherd. Last verse 27 says, my sheep that are my own hear my voice. My sheep that are my own hear my voice and listen to me. My sheep hear my voice and listen to me. And I know them and they will follow me. Mm, mm, mm. So the moving in his power starts from hearing and obeying the voice of God. Say that. Moving in his power starts from hearing and obeying the voice of God. One of the things that the enemy doesn't want you to do is to move in his power and uh, by hearing and obeying the voice of God. I'm telling you, every time and everything I do, and I'm talking to people all the time, ministering all over the place, different things going on, I want to step right in and I want to hear him before and I want to hear him now. Right even right now when I'm ministering, I got a thing going on with him and to me and uh, and, and moving, whatever it is. So I'm very sensitive right now to the spirit of God. That's why they had that music going on with my AirPods and I didn't know if God was speaking to me right then and if it was something else that I should be doing. <laughs> Amen. So um, I was uh, uh, talking to a, a person the other day and, and, and they didn't know uh, what I was teaching on and they were just telling me, uh, uh, Pastor, uh, when I talked to you the last time, God started speaking to me and gave me some direction about an invention going on. Leave that pigeon alone. Look at me. That pigeon ain't going to help you. We're outside. Ain't no telling what might come up in here. All of a sudden, about 16 of them eyes following the pigeon. That pigeon say, I ain't never seen this many people on here before. I'm just praying he won't pop or lose something on you. Look at him, then you get an extra anointing on your life. Ye Shakanda. <laughs> and uh, and so I, I uh, uh, the the causing himself to be manifested said I got an idea because you started praying that I could hear God's voice and being able to get uh, Deuteronomy eight eighteen says remember the Lord thy for it is He that giveth you to get the wealth and to to establish His covenant and so I said I'm praying that God will give you a witty idea that you will hear God's voice and give you some direction open up a new stream of income. Because I truly believe that every Christian should have no less than four revenue streams. According to Genesis, the second chapter, in the Garden of Eden, they had four rivers flowing into the garden. So I believe every one of you should have more than one revenue stream. So Father, with their hands lifted up, I'm believing that they're going to hear your voice like they've never heard it before. And you're going to give them a witty idea, an invention, a new concept. You're going to cause them to be able to hear you like they never heard you before, obey you like they never obeyed you before, and cause a new level of wealth or increase into their lives. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen. Now, I gave you four areas that you need to recognize. Uh, the best way to hear in God's voice. Now, when I, um, I made this statement before, I think I did, that God does speak audibly. He does speak audibly. But that's a rare time that he'll speak audibly to you, but he can because he's God. But a lot of times it's not an audible voice, it's an impression that you have or a knowing or God uses somebody or reading the word or something that gives a get lets you know that's what I'm I'm speaking to you right now. Hello, somebody. So I'll give you four areas real quickly about how to being able to hear the voice of God comes through reading the word, studying the word, meditating on the word, 
or just sometime being still. Just being still. Just being quiet. You know, I, I had my pastor, Dr. Price, in the car with me. And uh, so I put some music on. Just like, you know, just nice music, Christian music, you know, music. And, and he said, would you turn that thing off? I was shocked. Because I, I just figured he wanted to hear some nice music and, and it was a really good song. He said, would you turn it off? Can't you just sometimes not have no noise around you? I was like, dang. I turned the music off. He says, Phil, sometimes you just need to be still. Yes, even when you're driving, sometimes you just don't need to hear nothing else because you never know when God is trying to talk to you. Hello, somebody. So I, uh, I learned a lesson. So sometimes I'm in the car. I don't listen to nothing. Or if I'm in the house, I just take out some time just to get before God's presence and just be still. Lord, are you speaking to me during my prayer time? You know, because I pray real early every morning. And that's most of the time when he is speaking to me early. But I have him do it all different times. Even just now, but when we're in this worship, the spirit of God starts speaking to me about those different areas, about uh, those areas that we got into and praying about. Are y'all with me? So uh, I'm praying that your tuner is going to get tuned up even more. You're going to be more tuned to the voice of God that he can be able to really do some supernatural things in your life. Thank you for that big excitement. No, it's too late. It's too late. So I want you to look with me uh, in the book of First Kings 19 and 12. First Kings, the 19th chapter in verse 12. And I'm going to read it out the American Standard Version. But see. There, how many of y'all know there's a lot of voices? There's a lot of voices. And how many of you know the enemy is trying to do whatever he can to distract you, to try to get you not to hear the voice of God? That's why you got to get really tuned in to hearing and recognizing his voice. So I made mention before, and many of you, if you call me, I can recognize your voice because I've talked to you enough that I know your voice. And God wants us to have that same intimate relationship. So Brenda can try to disguise her voice, but she can't hide because she can't she can't fool me because I know her. I sometimes I try to call when somebody call or or I call somebody, I try to hide my voice. And they say, Come on, Pastor. I got my voice all high. I did it to my daughter the other day. She said, Daddy, please. I've got my voice all high like I'm trying to act like I'm her mama. I got my, how you doing, baby? You doing all right today? Daddy. <laughs> so I can't, I, can't, I can't disguise my voice. Are you with me? And, and when you know that voice, talk to I didn't know who I was. And I was talking in my regular voice. And I said, I'm scared for you. You don't know. Me. When's the first time I ever talked to you on the phone? No. No. You better know my voice on the phone or off the phone. Hello, somebody. Come on. Well, I ain't never talked to you on the phone. No, no. You should know my voice. Somebody give me a little help right now. I'm going to use like, well, I, don't, I didn't recognize it. No. And then the way they answered the phone, I said, you really needed to know my voice. The way they answered the phone, I said, I, I thought I called a heathen place. The way they answered the phone. In the book of uh, 1 Kings 19 and 12, and it says, and after the earthquake, a fire. But Jehovah was not in the fire. And after the fire, a what? A steel small voice. Would you underline that? And always, and it's not loud. It's not always in some other big events or something like that. Sometimes he's just in a small voice. And you, when you know his voice, you know it is him, and you're able to move your life, what? Forward. Say amen. 
also I uh, I gave you uh, there was a survey that was taken to find out how many people said that they ever ever heard the voice of God. The big radio station wanted to know how many people call in or let us know how many of you have ever heard the voice of God. And they got so overwhelmed with thousands of responses and online and through the emails. It was just overwhelmed for them of all the people that came. They said it was like the miracle on the 34th Street. How many people? They could not believe all these people, thousands and thousands, said, I have heard the voice of God. I, I, I have a relationship with him. And if you're not hearing this because you're not tuned in like you should be. So I gave you there's six hindrances and I only I left off on Sunday on number one. Uh, there are six hindrances to hearing the voice of God. Number one was unbelief. Come on, if you don't believe he'll talk to you, you ain't going to receive nothing from him. Come on, everybody say unbelief. If you don't believe he'll talk to you, you're not going to receive it. And it's amazing to me, the look like the more sometimes educated people get, the more less likely God is able to talk to them because now all of a sudden they don't believe that God. I heard somebody saying, well, I I, I don't serve God. I serve the, the, the universe. The universe talks to me. I said, if the universe is talking to you, then the universe got it from God. So God, God created the universe. It's amazing how people go off. You remember them pet rocks? What the heck? Anyway, number two, number two is why a hindrance, why God is not speaking to some people is an undeveloped spirit. Undeveloped. You have not taken the time to develop your thing. That's why I believe that every Christian should be filled with the Holy Spirit. Listen to me. With the Bible evidence of speaking in tongues. And every day you should pray in the spirit. Look at me in the book of Jude. The book of Jude. I'm just so happy that I got this lapel mic on. This is the first time in all the days we've been outside that I've had a lapel mic. I used to have to hold that mic over there. I was tripping over the cord, all kind of stuff. Finally, I got delivered from that mic. I'm so thankful today. Jesus heard my cry. Look at me in the book of Jude. And in, in verse uh, 20. Uh, Okay, verse 20, Jude 20, and it says, Ye beloved, but ye beloved, building what? Building up yourselves on your most holy what? In your most holy, praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost. How many spirit-filled people did I have in here today? Spirit-filled. Got your heavenly prayer language? You should pray in the spirit. I don't let a day go by that I don't take out the time to pray half an hour, hour, hour and a half praying. I had one friend. He would pray eight hours every day just praying in the Holy Ghost, building yourself up. Come on, building yourself up. You never know what you're going to deal with in a day. You never know what's going to happen. But when you got that intimacy and you're building yourself up and God's talking to you and leading you, guys, people are going to be amazed at you because things are going to be happening for you ain't happening for them. You can be in the midst of a pandemic and God's guiding you and causing things to happen for you that ain't happening for nobody else. Things, things, excuse me, things start cracking for you. On this side, popping for you. Excuse me, I'm going to holler. Hey! Things started happening for you that ain't happening for nobody else because you got a supernatural guidance in your life. The Holy Ghost is guiding you. The power of God is leading you. Your footsteps are ordered by the Lord. I can't go too far over here. Your footsteps are ordered by the Lord. And God is now ordering your steps. The greatest thing for a Christian is that when a Christian's footsteps are ordered by the Lord. I'm telling you, this year has been the most amazing year 
with all these different pandemics and all these different crises and going on. But God is still on the throne and God is still working miracles and want to. And he don't want you to get distracted by all the other voices. He wants you to hear his voice so he can protect you. He can bless you. He can help you. He can manifest his goodness and his glory on your behalf. But if all you're doing is watching the news and you're hearing the news's voice, you're going to bed with that bad news and all them things on the line, and then it distracted and it's putting up a block up from you hearing from God. Some people listen to the news more than they read the word or listen to the word. Turn to the neighbor and say, I hope to God ain't talking about that one next to you right now. Number number three. Number three is a spirit of defense. Of defense. In other words, you defensive all the time. You're defensive. You ever been around a defensive person? You try to talk to them and it is so defensive. You know, they own what they call own guard. And, and God's trying to help them. But they're so defensive and they're so, uh, I, I got another word, uh, I've been around some of them that what they call um, um, a spirit of insecurity, uh, uh, low self-worth, inferiority complex, all spirits of being a spirit of defensiveness. And therefore, they are not able to hear from God because they always are driven with those spirits. So the question is, what spirit is leading you? Now, I'm going to real quickly, I just want to throw out a couple of things about it because I'm really intrigued with the area of the hearing the voice of God and what God wants to do and will do in your life. And I'm de declaring that today is a defining moment in your life today because many of you or because God is tuning you or pushing you back into his presence so he can speak to you more, so he can help you in a greater area, so he can get greater glory and honor out of your life. Come on, all y'all from Loomis, say amen. All y'all from Loomis, okay. So I just you can just take the notes. I'm not going to look up all the scriptures on this area, but I, I put in that in here that in times past God spoke uh, on the outside in, but now God speaks from the inside out. So sometimes people are waiting for an outside word when God's speaking an inside word. Hello, and if you're not tuned into your own spirit, if you're not tuned into yourself then you can't hear him because you waiting on something outside. It's like my uh, my sister, uh, uh, Dini, she she called me up one night and she's crying and whining about she had a dream. She had a dream. Now, I've been talking to her about salvation for a long time and getting her life right. That was back in the day when they used to have, do y'all remember, remember those mini skirts? Anybody remember mini skirts? Oh, y'all don't remember over here? What about on this side here? The mini skirts. And I mean to tell you, my sister would wear them skirts. That, I mean. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I, I said, what the heck? You, you, you ain't leaving nothing for the imagination. Anyway, wearing the mini skirts. And I was just praying for her and talking to her. But one day. Uh, a year or so later, she was had a dream, and she said, uh, uh, she called me Frenchie, because that was my boxer name, and she was going to my boxer, and she, Frenchie, she said, so don't y'all call me Frenchie after I leave here tonight, today, okay? You don't know me like that. <laughs> and uh, and she said, Frenchie, she said, I had a dream and I was walking down this dark street by myself, dark street. And all of a sudden, 
at towards the end of the street, a light, it just lit up real big. And there was a big old Bible at the end of the street like this, just sitting up there looking at me. This big old giant Bible. She said, but I kept walking towards it. And then it started opening up. And she said, and I stopped. And she said, Frenchie, he said, the Bible started coming at me. I started running from it and it started chasing me. And it caught me and closed me up. Frenchie, what does that mean? Yes, what does it mean? Now that's when you really dull. What does it mean? You better get saved. You better get sanctified. You better get right with God. So God wants to speak to you. And how many of y'all believe that God wants to speak to you? And how many of y'all believe that God is speaking? Raise your hand up. That God wants to speak to you and that God is speaking. So my prayer is that you're going to hear him more than you ever heard him before. And you're going to obey him more than you ever obeyed him before. And you're going to have more miracles, more signs and wonders in your life and in your family, in your businesses than you ever had before. Say amen. So in Genesis 2, just write the scripture down in Genesis 2, verse 16 and verse 17. We know God spoke to Adam and Eve. Is that right? Remember, he would come down in the cool of the day and would speak to them. So God started showing a pattern that those that were his creation made in his image and likeness. He also showed that he wanted to have intimacy with them, relationship with them. And he came down and spoke to them. Well, the same God that spoke to them is still speaking today. Then we see in Genesis, the sixth chapter in verse 12 uh, and verse uh, through 16 which I thought was very intriguing is the area when God spoke to Noah. Y'all remember Noah, the preacher, and God spoke to him. Listen to me. And this is so important. He spoke to Noah and told him to do what? To build an ark. Well, nobody knew what an ark was because it never rained. And God told him it was going to rain and it had never rained. And Noah was building this ark for 120 years of building this ark. Watch this here. Can you imagine all of his family members, his friends, all the community activist people and all the other special interest groups that were all talking about him and putting him on the news every night? That old crazy fool, that old man, that old stupid man says he heard from God. I heard from God said he to build this big old every day he's building. And working the thing, they said the ark was like a, a football field and a half long. So this was not something you could hide. It was a huge ship. And he's out there working on it every day. And, but, and he did not allow himself to get uh, distracted or to get detoured or to want to give up because he knew he had heard from, this is the smartest group I've been with all day today. Give yourself a hand clap. Give yourself a hand clap. Yeah, man. He heard from, you know, when you hear from God, that's what the devil don't want you to do is to hear from God. Because when you hear from God, you don't let nobody pull you or back away from that. Because you know your blessing is where you heard what God told you to do. So God spoke to me 40 years ago. I had three churches trying to get me to pastor them. And the Spirit of God told me not to take any of them. People started talking bad to me, start calling me all kind of names. He thinks he's something. He thinks he's really something. He won't take these other churches. But I prayed. I fasted. I asked God, did he want me to do it? And he said, don't take any of them. Do what I tell you to do. And I went on another day, a three-day fast up in the mountains, up there by Mount Shasta for three days without food or water because I wanted to hear from God. God spoke to me and said, start non-denominational churches. Now, you know, everybody trying to be one now. They're hiding the denomination under names right now. They don't want to be known as a denomination. They're putting them all on names. They're changing them. 
But when we started, they said we were an occult because we were not in one of the denominations out there, which is hundreds of them. When we went in and we called ourselves Calvary Christian Center Church. And they said he's in a cult because he's not in a denomination. But you know what? I didn't like it. I didn't like being branded. I didn't like being called names like that. But I knew what God spoke to me. He said, I want you to be independent from all the denominational churches because only the denominational people go to denominational churches. And I, and so the black don't go to the black church or the missionary Baptist church or the church of God in Christ or, or whatever it is and white assembly and whatever the thing is. He says, I want you to have a non-denominational church that you that everybody could come and feel free and, and you'll have you'll reach a multiracial congregation. You'll reach multitude of people out there and they're not coming with bound with labels. Anyway. Okay. So uh, Noah, Noah heard from God, and in the midst of all that area, he never stopped doing what God told him to do. And what did Noah do? He saved his family. He saved his family, and that God called him right to because he obeyed God. I bet you his children were probably under severe attack from all the other people talking about their dad. But they believed in their dad that he had heard from God. And they were there. And so he not only saved himself, but he saved his family. I wonder what God's trying to use you to do to help save somebody else's life or to be able to try to do something that's going to make a huge difference in your family or in your community or on your job. I wonder what God is trying to speak to you so you can be a deliverer. I wonder how many people's lives would have been changed or been changed today if we just had more people that were tuned in, tuned in to the voice of God. And then would not just hear him, but what? Obey him. Look at Deuteronomy real quickly. Deuteronomy 28 chapter. Deuteronomy 28 chapter. See, I just got this. I just got this. Um, like a member. I'm up here minister, and I didn't have this down. And the Spirit of God just said, "Read Deuteronomy 28 and one." Just all I'm gonna do is just read this scripture. And look what it says in Deuteronomy 28 and one. It says, "And it says, and it shall come to pass if they shall hearken diligently unto." I didn't have it in my notes. If they will hearken unto the voice of the Lord, it, he will. This is what he says here. If they will. Uh, here, here and diligently uh, uh, unto the voice of the Lord God and to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all the earth. Get your hand up and say, I receive that right now. I'm going to raise both my hands up. I, want, I receive that right now. I'm telling you, I was right here right now. And I'm getting ready to go someplace else. And the Spirit of God said, read Deuteronomy 28 and 1 right now. Now let's read it together. One, two, three. And it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all the nations. And all these, verse 2, and all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if thou will hearken, oh my God, unto the voice of the Lord. If you do it, you need to circle that word if. If you will do it. God is speaking, but so many people have lost their whole recognition of the voice of God. And now they love God. They'll go to church, but have no intimacy where his leading, his guiding, directing and ordering their footsteps. So they don't experience the greater blessing that God has in store for them. But turn your neighbor and say, not in this house. Say it again. We know that God spoke to Moses in the burning bush. Is that right? 
We know that God spoke to Samuel. We know that God spoke to Paul. Paul was a was a treacherous man, a mean, cantankerous man. And he was killing and persecuting the church. And he was on his way to go and persecute the church. And he had what we call a Damascus Road experience. And when he fell, look with me in Acts the ninth chapter real quickly. Acts 9. Ain't you glad you got a Bible? And for y'all that don't have one, ain't you glad you got a phone? Acts the ninth chapter. When you get to say praise the Lord. And look what it says here on verse 4. Acts 9 and 4. It says, and it fell on, and he fell to the earth. Um, okay, let's start verse 3. And it says, and as he journeyed, he came near to Damascus, and suddenly, somebody shout out suddenly. Suddenly there, there shined around about him a light from where? From heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a, would you underline that, and heard a voice, and heard a voice. Father, I'm praying. For everyone that is here and those that are watching and those in Loomis, I'm praying for everyone that they're going to start hearing your voice like they've never heard it before. That you're going to be able to do some supernatural things in their life that is going to amaze everybody that knows them. In the name of Jesus. Now shout loud as you can. I'm showing you, look at here. I'm telling you that Deuteronomy, I didn't have it. And God said, go there. And here we now, we look at it. Because you need to hear his voice like you never had. It ain't about being religious. It ain't about just being saved. It is about you growing up, maturing. It's about you learning how to be led by the spirit. It's about your footsteps being ordered by him. Look what it says. And he fell to the earth. And heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecuted thou me? Look what it says here. And he said, who art thou, Lord? He's got a conversation going. He heard the voice. He's talking, who are thou? And he recognized him as Lord. He said, and the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecuted. He says, it is hard for thee to kick against the prick. And he trembling and astonished and said, Lord, what will thou have me to do? Please underline that. Lord, what would you have me to do? And that's the question today for every one of you here today. And the question is, Lord, what would you have for me to do? But if you're not experiencing him, and you shouldn't have to wait to have a dramatic experience with God to hear his voice when you're already born again, filled with the spirit made in his image and likeness, you should have uh, that type of footstep that God is blessing everything and put your hand to. You know what people start calling people who are led by the spirit and then God's blessing all they put their hand to, they call them lucky. You so lucky. Hey baby, luck ain't got nothing to do with this. It's the blessing on my life because I know how to and the voice of God. I wonder where you're going to be three months from now. I wonder where you're going to be six months from now. I wonder where you're going to be a year from now because God's elevating you and promoting you because you are willing to take out the time and do what you got to do to get more tuned into him. And then when he says something to obey him. So I was, uh, uh, we had uh, 2665 Del Paso Boulevard, the spirit of God spoke to me. And, you know, we had uh, an attorney in the church at the time, and the attorney uh, told me about this property being available uh, and this church. Well, when it was the second largest church at that time in Sacramento, which was Trinity Church, which was by pastor and by uh, Paul Trulane. And they put it up for sale. And the Spirit of God said, I want you to buy the church. Well, I didn't have no money. And uh, what little money I did have was we had maybe about $35,000 in the bank. And uh, and so the, he was, the owner was asking a lot more money put down if he wanted to buy it. I said, well, all I got is $35,000. I gave it to the attorney. He said, I can work with him. I can make him do it. Well, I didn't know that the attorney was 
Uh, he was the vice mayor of our city, going to the church, and he then turned around and stole our money. And so, uh, and then the realtor that was selling it was making fun of me and talking about Calvary and Pastor Godot because here they are trying to buy that church and they don't have no money. Who they think they are? Well, we just know, I know who I am. Maybe you don't know who you are, but I, I know God spoke to him and said, us to buy it. Well, it, it took about two years. So sometimes when God tells you something, it's not always instantaneously that that is going to happen in your life right away. Sometimes there's a battle that goes along with it. There's just you got to fight to stay in faith. You got to keep doing like like Noah, 120 years. Now, I ain't going to leave none of y'all going to have to wait that long. <laughs> so I, I did. We, we fought. I went to court, uh, had to find, find out he was a number two con artist in California, this attorney. And anyway, make a long story, when God started working on it, and I didn't hear the voice of God, a pastor called me and said, Pastor Godot, the Lord told me to come to your church and minister. I said, no, he did not. He did not tell you to come over and minister. I'm, I'm just still, you know, I had been praying and stuff. I didn't hear God tell me to let him come over minister, and I wasn't expecting it. He called me and said, the Lord told me to come over and minister. And I said, no, he didn't. And we, we, we ended up a little abruptly. And when I hung the phone up, I started studying again, and the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, I did tell him to come, but you wasn't listening. Well, don't know y'all been wooing me. Y'all wooing me. I wonder how many woos I can do for you. Woo! Woo to you! <coughs> Woo to you! I wonder how many times he didn't try to talk to you. I didn't hear him. He said, I did tell him. I called him back up and apologized. It was humbling when I had to tell him. God spoke to me afterwards and told me he did, but I wasn't listening. I said, God, I repent. And I don't ever want to miss it out ever again on when you're talking to me and speaking to me. I don't want to miss out. Y'all listening to me? I repented. I invited him to come. He didn't know what was going on with us. We were in that building, but we were getting ready to get put out of the building because the money had been stolen. Uh, all kind of stuff was going on. I knew God told me it was ours. Uh, the, the guy was going to put us out, put the for sale sign back on. The attorney told me it was our building. When he took the money, he said, you guys got it. And we're going we're working out all this stuff. Anyway, just, you know, how it goes. So anyway, I'm, we're in the building. I'm, I'm very concerned about what's going to happen. And then I'm going to got a, a, a special guest speaker. And I don't want him. But I heard God tell me to have him. But I didn't really want him because. I'm in a Christ situation. I don't need it. I need to be able to speak to my own people. But God had him there for another purpose to help me. And he got up and started speaking to the people. It was a great message. And then all of a sudden he just stopped and said, the Lord told me. And we had about maybe 300 or so people there. He said, the Lord spoke to me and said that I'm supposed to receive a special sacrificial offering right now. And that it then asking each one of you that want to be a part of this to give a thousand dollars right now. I like to fill out my seat because I couldn't believe. It. I said I was scared, and I had never experienced nothing like that before. And he was bold and courageous, and, and I want every one of you. And I had about fifty first-time attenders that day, and he said I want every one of you that's going to give a sacrificial offering today of a thousand dollars. Stand on your feet. 250 people stood up. And every one of those first-time attenders gave $1,000 that day, all 50 of them. And it was exactly what I needed to be able to put down and keep and save the building and keep things going. And God gave me exactly what I needed. But if I would have not heard his voice, is anybody, forget y'all, is anybody paying attention to me over here? Anybody listening? I wonder what miraculous, what big and awesome thing that God wants to do in your life. This 
living a mundane, you know, just getting along, getting through life, Christian lifestyle. So I want you to live a supernatural, powerful Christian lifestyle that the glory of heaven is being seen in every area of your life. Come on, give me a praise break right now. Are you, are we, where are we right now? Go back to Deuteronomy 28 chapter. Deuteronomy 28. And look with me in, uh, oh, you guys are messing with me. I, I just believe there's something significant God's trying to do in some of y'all lives. How many of y'all received that? I, I received it for me. Deuteronomy 28, are you there? Underline verse 15, please. Here we go. Look at verse 15. Deuteronomy 28 and verse 15, it says, And it shall come to pass, if thou wilt what? Come on, underline, if thou wilt what? Hearken unto the, of the Lord thy God, to observe and to all his and his which I have commanded thee this day that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake if you don't do it. In other words, what is the curses for us today because we're under grace? What is the curse today? Is the, the spirit of the lack or the ability of God being able to work on your behalf. Not being able to manifest himself on your behalf. That's not a curse like, you know, you're going to break out with some kind of measles or bumps or pimples or something, you know. But it's just because now you are holding back what God really wants. How many of y'all really believe that God wants to do more in your life than where you are right now? So number one, what is the six hindrances? Number one is unbelief. Number two is an undeveloped spirit. Number three is a spirit of defense. Uh, and which operates in the area of unforgiveness and bitterness and hurt and disappointment. You know, these spirits work up in this area and they, you, God can't talk to them because of the spirit of unforgiveness or because of the spirit of bitterness or hurt or disappointment. How many of y'all ever suffered any of those before in your life? I'm going to raise both my hands. How many of y'all ever, you know what I mean? And it's hard when you are consumed with that hurt and that, that, challenge or that situation that happened in your life, how the enemy uses that to stop everything that God wants to do and it blocks his voice from being able to speak to you. And then the last one is a, a callous consciousness. Uh, not the last one, but another one is a callous consciousness. Callous consciousness. Therefore, resulting in broken hearing. Your spirit communication with you uh, by means of you. He speaks to us by the means of our conscience a lot of times. How many of y'all ever did something and you felt uh, the spirit of God was speaking to you because of something that you said or did that you shouldn't have said or should have did? Your consciousness. So that's another means that God works in and through to try to help us direct us, give us direction. Something along the line, swallow the pride. Swallow the pride. Spirit of God said to me, Brenda had did something, and uh, I was right, and she was wrong. And I, uh, and the Spirit of God, but, but it was a thin line in the situation. And in order to bring the peace, the Spirit of God told me, swallow your pride. Swallow your pride and get the devil out of it. You know, sometimes men have a hard time saying, forgive me. Or swallowing the pride. Spirit of God said, swallow the pride, get the devil out right now. Don't let him get in anyway. And I said, uh, 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 forgive me. I did just like that. Uh, 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 forgive me. Because it was hard coming out. And I'm telling you, 
God's going to ask you sometime to do something that you ain't really ready to do. And you can be right and they can be wrong. But what God's trying to do is to bless your life and he can't bless you when you choose to hold on to your rightness. And therefore, now he can't move the situation or your life or bring the blessing in your life that he wants to bring in your life. Am I talking to anybody in here? So we got to really recognize how the enemy works really hard to try to stop us from receiving what God has. Psalms 48, and I'm going to stop in Psalms 48, and verse 14 says, For this cause, for this God is our God forever and ever, and he will be a guide even unto death. So the Holy Spirit wants to continually guide us and direct us all the days of our. Now, I have to work on myself. What do you want to be three months from now? What do you want God to do in your life in a great area? What do you want God to show himself stronger in is going to be dependent upon your dependency upon him to let him speak to you and you obey him. And submit to him. God help us that whatever is hard that he asks us to do. Help us to allow no pride to come in. Help us to swallow anything for that your name would be glorified. And that the enemy would not block the voice of God behind us. Harboring or holding on to something that is not of God in our life in Jesus name. So it's like the little frog in the pond. They both have fell off into a big old uh, well. And one pond, they were going around in the circles at the bottom of the well. And one said, I don't know what we're going to do. We can't never get out of here. They kept trying to climb out and climb out and couldn't climb out. And pretty soon one of them just fell, fell over and died. But the other little frog said, I can and I will. I can and I will. I will get out. And as he climbed out, he kept saying, I can and I will. I can and I will. And when he got up to the top, he said, I not only can and will, I have. I want God to give you some things that you ain't never had. And there's some some things that have wells or situations or things that have got into your life that have clogged you to keep you down. But I'm declaring that you're climbing out in Jesus' name. I'm declaring that the hand of God is going to be upon you. And you're going to be the one that's going to break everything that the enemy has restricted in your family. Or watch this here. Or over your finances. Or over your health. Whatever it is, you can and you will. Because you hear the voice of and the voice of God is leading you into victory and pulling you out of every well that you have fallen into behind whatever the situation is. Don't give up because everybody else give up. When you hear his voice, you fight for what you know he heard told you the same. And you're prepared to deal with whatever difficulties you got to deal with. Somebody shout with me right now. Then, Father, I pray for everyone here, those in Loomis and those that be watching this. I pray that your hand would be upon their lives and you would manifest yourself in a supernatural way beyond they could ever think or imagine. Let today be the beginning of a new day in their lives for the rest of their life. That everyone will move their tuners in to being tuned in to you. So when they're being tempted to do something or to step into a relationship or do something, that they will hear your voice to do it or not to do it. And they will not allow themselves through their feelings and emotions to move them into some ungodly relationship or something that is not ordained by you. Make wrong choices or make wrong decisions in their lives. In Jesus' name. While your heads are bound, your eyes are closed, you say, Pastor Godot, I'm here today, and I want to get my life on track with God today. Would you pray for me? I want to be a part of the family of God. I want to be born again. I want that abundant life. I want that joy. I want that peace in my life. I want my sins forgiven. Would you pray for me today, today, 
I want to get right with God today. I want him to be the Lord of my life. Now, Pastor, I got away from God. I got off track. And I want to come back home. I don't want to be cold towards God. I want to get back on track with him today. Well, Pastor, I'm here today. And uh, I need to be filled. I heard you talking about the Holy Spirit. I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I need to be filled with the power of God. I want to receive my heavenly prayer language. I want to grow up more in him. I want to be more sensitive to him. I need his help. Or, Pastor, I'm here today, and I want to make this my church family. I want to be a part of this ministry, a part of Calvary Christian Center, and grow with you here in the Word today. If you'd like me to pray with you for one or more than one of those calls, salvation, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, make this your church family, or to uh, rededicate your life back to Him, on on, on the count of three, I want all of you to raise your hand up. On the country that would like to receive one of those calls, salvation, rededication, Holy Spirit, or make this your church family. Here we go on the count of three. Every head bowed, is every eye closed on the count of three. One, two, three. Raise your hands up if you want to receive one or more than one of those calls. Raise them up while I look around. Thank you very much. Did you raise your hand for one or more of those calls and to make Jesus Lord? If so, congratulations. We have a free gift for you. We have two ebooks and a new creation book that will help you in your new life. Text New Life to 55444. That's New Life to 55444. Thanks for watching and listening. We'll see you next time.